is Clayton Howe's Entertainment X. For part one with Jay Harrison G, we talk about kinky boots, Lola therapy, pre-show prayer, drag, and self-talk. So I hope you enjoy this part one with Jay Harrison G. Jay, thank you for joining me today. There's so much I want to talk about, from kinky boots to doubtfire, upcoming Some Like It Hot. Before we get to any of that, I want to take it back to the beginning of time for you. What were your entertainment dreams growing up? Funny enough, I, I, it wasn't until high school that I definitively decided to perform. Um, I grew up singing in church. My father's a, a pastor uh, in North Carolina, and so that was the extent of my performance was Sunday morning in church. Um, I always watched things on television and, and just never thought I would be a part of it. But come high school, I was like, wait, I can't live my life for other people. I have to like, there's this thing inside of me that like, I have to perform. I have to like, I sing and dance and people respond. It just makes sense. Right. Uh, yeah. So what was that specific moment? Do you remember where you were, what you were doing, where you were standing or sitting or? It was kind of a, a just a culmination of things. One of the biggest things I think was 10th grade. We did a production of The Wiz and The Wiz is one of my all time favorite movies and shows and everything about it. Um, so getting to play the Tin Man was just a moment. And to this day, there are people in my hometown who still call me the Tin Man. Um, <laughs> And from there on, and I did speech and debate, and I was always performing. And like I said, people seemed to respond. And I was like, wait, people do this for a living. Why am I not deciding to do that? Like I had, so I just had to take a leap of faith. What did your parents teach you about work ethic? To work hard and to just show up um, and, and, and always do my best to put effort in. Uh, my father has a PhD in administration and a master's in philosophy and history. Um, and so he was all about education and like know as much as you can and, and learn and, and read every day. Mm. Um, and my mother, God bless her. It, uh, I've always been the, the, the rambunctious one and a lot of things I did didn't make sense to my family. But my mom was like, listen, it's out of my hands. It's in God's hands. Just go child, just go. <laughs> I have the I have the exact same question, but on kindness. What did they teach you about kindness? Oh, always um, to just to to be kind to everyone. Yeah. Um, I, it's part of our southern nature. My grandmother would wave at strangers on the street, and we're like, "Grandma, who is that?" And she's like, "I have no idea." <laughs> just spreading that kind of joy, like talking to random people in the grocery store, or just being available to every day. Um, yeah, my family was all about kindness and showing up in that way. Did, did you or do you have any mentors? And are there any standout pieces of advice from those mentors? Oh, my God. My high school um, show choir director, Miss Sharon McNair, Miss um, Mack, as we lovingly call her, um, was one of my biggest mentors and inspirations. I think, actually, I was thinking about it the other day. I see, it was her birthday. And I was looking at that human, and I saw... Our show choir was called Smith 16. And I saw them early on as a kid and these people just doing show tunes and singing and dancing. And that woman taught me the base and the core of my my work ethic as an artist, uh, working on 
everything. Like the first thing we did in class was always our music theory. And like, she just made sure we knew as much as we could and that we loved what we did. And that woman has supported me to this day. Also my band director in high school, Mr. Roosevelt Pratt. Our first band rule was to be on time is to be late. To be late is to be early for your next rehearsal. Mm. Like it, it's th- that kind of energy that like really fuels me every day. Do you stay in touch with them? Oh yeah. Yeah, I I keep them posted on everything that I'm doing and I carry them with them in everything that I do. Um, Part of my pre-show prayer is something that Miss Mack used to pray before our show choir spring show every year. Um, Everything that I am and everything that I hope to be in this world are because of you referring to God. Amen. I love that. Yeah. What If we can talk about pre-show prep, just when you align yourself with your, you know, your purpose, your God, your moment, is there other, are there other pieces that you uh, have a part of that? Or is it, is it just the pre-show prayer for you? Um, pre-show prayer. I always uh, take a moment to listen to music and go into a corner by myself. Recently with Doubtfire, I've started this um, because I share my dressing room with my wonderful husband, Tony nominee, Brad Oscar. Um, and I, I, so I like usually play it in my dressing room, play music, but I respect him. And so I go to this, corner in the theater and stretch and just like jam out to however I feel that day um, just to get myself ready. And then once I'm dressed and before entering the stage, I always find a a specific spot, say my pre-show prayer and then get to it. I love that. I absolutely love this. Um, Is there a particular role that has taught you a significant amount about yourself? Uh, Every one of them, really. Hello. (laughs) Um, Again, things I was thinking about this morning. But most specifically, Lola. I mean, Lola changed my life in every way. It really cracked me open uh, and freed me from myself, from a lot of preconceived notions. It it really opened me up to possibility of more. Hmm. I'm so curious. When you say it, it opened you up, was this uh, like an an identity? thing or was this a comfort with who you are as a human or just... more, more more of a comfort but it it was therapy for me mm-hmm. the show was truly therapy i got to get my mess out in the show there were nights i would sing not my father's son and break down hold me in your heart full t- like not being able to go on and the conductor's holding like um you're all right you good <laughs> but needing those moments and yeah. It really did transform me and and help me walk in my truth and walk in my Lola to be able to live out loud always. Mm. But by the time that that role came to you, did it feel like a, a perfect fit? Was it a surprise within yourself or was it just time? Everyone who had seen the show before me being a part of it was like, you have to do this. This big, like you, it. And it really was so parallel to my real life. I was a dra- I am a drag queen outside of the show. Mm-hmm. Um, and my father and our relationship pre-Kinky Boots was fine, but there were a lot of things that we needed to address as a family. And so it was a mirror for us to see ourselves. And like I said, it was therapy for me to be able to work through that and, and really get to a, a more free place. It's always every time beautiful to me to hear what a role can do for a performer. 
and how many people it probably affects out there in the audience. Because if you're feeling it, odds are many others <laughs> are growing oh, as a result of it. And, and I got to travel the world with the show mm -hmm. uh, on tour. And so we got to see people at stage doors, parents who you know knew their child was queer or different or trans, and they were able to start that conversation better because of the show or kids who were free enough to come out because of the show and people who just needed help or, or needed that love and that support and that place to feel that they were welcome at any time. Kinky Boots did that for so many people around the world. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Self-doubt. If it ever creeps up or when it creeps up, is there a self-talk you have to move on through? When? Because um, it never leaves. <laughs> um, it's an everyday battle. Um, and that's part of my my morning prayer uh, is their lyrics to for dear friends of mine, the Shindellas, a, a girl group out of Nashville. They have a song called The Lullaby. And a part of that is lyrics say, I am what God made, beautiful and brave. Every fiber of me is perfectly lovely. I will be myself today. I and that. I... I say that to myself every morning to remind myself of the fullness that I am capable of. Um, still throughout the day, things come up, but I have to remind myself that those are just voices that exist, but they are not truth. Mm. Yeah, do you meditate? Yeah, every morning. The first thing I do is I have a little altar that I go to yeah. um, and pray. It's something I started during the pandemic and have been consistent with no matter where I am in the world. That is the first thing I do actively out of my bed every morning. Yeah, yeah. You've mentioned a few of them now. I'm curious, it, 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 besides this, the lullaby, are there other texts you refer to daily? Um, not necessarily. Those are, that's one that I am consistent with. That one, um, the Lord's Prayer, I start with that and then have my own prayer and then go into those and then kind of free from there. Um, Something I think that lives rent free in my mind without consciously thinking about um, is pre-pandemic, I always said I wasn't a political person um, and I stayed far away from it, just did not want any part of it. But during the pandemic, I had a moment for myself and it was confirmed with this quote from um, Toni Morrison, speaking of generally it, um, that as artists, we are innately political. Mm. We are like, that is who we are. We are meant to comment on the state of the world. That is what we do through our art. And so as a black queer human, I know that my existence is a political statement. Mm. So that's why I tried my best to be very intentional with how I operate and how I carry myself everywhere, every day. You've been listening to Entertainment X, the podcast. You can follow Entertainment X on Instagram at underscore Entertainment X underscore. If you haven't yet, go to Apple Podcasts and subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. Join Clay next week for another curiosity conversation on Entertainment X. Thank you for listening.